Ladies and gentlemen, all rise. Court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Do. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is a man who will be first in line to pick up one of the brand new in the line of Penny Marshall guitar amps, Mr. Drew Celestino. You can't just let that lie. You're, you're going to have to explain that. That's <laughs> Penny Marshall. <laughs> Wow. You kind of want it now, don't you? No. No, I don't. <laughs> Go on. Okay, so... Lay this out. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I'm I'm old, and in my old age, I've, uh, I've needed to acquire glasses, and as anyone who has known me for some time can tell you, this is not a development of my old age. It's just I've needed glasses for some time. I've been too stubborn to get them. So, I get them, but I basically just need them for distance. I don't need them for up close. So I usually, when I do the show and I'm looking at the show notes and everything and whatnot, I take the glasses off. And as we're down here in Cobra Island Studios 3.0, I'm just looking around. I see that there's a guitar amp and the wording is very big. It says Marshall, but I don't have my glasses on. I don't see the bag above it that now with my glasses on, I can see it says PV. But for a moment there, without my glasses, I thought I said Penny. I was like, oh, Penny Marshall line of guitar amps. Yeah, well, actually, it's made for a giant keyboard the size of a floor. Yeah. You see? Yeah. But I don't have Robert Lozier down here, so we can't really put it to use. I think that was Gary Marshall. I think Gary Marshall directed Big? Me. I think. I have technology right we, well, in front. We all look, have technology. Look, look at this. Look at, look, at, look at the future we live in now where I can just <laughs> type this in while I talk. Big. Big. Ironically, not the first autocomplete result in IMDb. That is blasphemous. Big. Was Big Lebowski the first autocomplete result? The Big Bang Theory, actually. Uh, that, that's sad. Okay, that. but it is the first title to come up, so that's good. On the search yeah. result. Okay, Big, directed by Penny Marshall. Okay. There you go. I mean, I Maker was of the fine amplifiers. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sir, here we are back again. How was your week? Oh, let's see. Um, let me look at my calendar, actually, to see how my week was. Pretty mm, uneventful. Well, Halloween happened. Yes. We didn't do anything. <laughs> no. I mean, you know, the kid is not able to comprehend such things. Yeah. So I think uh, Jen put him in, like, five different costumes throughout the day. Yep. Finally, at the, in the evening, we put him on his Captain America outfit, which you like know, you do. like you do, and he was awesome in it. So, yeah. but that aside, uh, we didn't do anything. I uh, stayed in, um, and you didn't even hand out candy. No, which is strange because you have a massive barrel of candy up yeah. there. Yeah, dude, I'm not responsible for the candy dart, the candy bowl. Okay, that, that's right. that's a that's a wife thing. <laughs> I just. There it is. Like, it's one thing to get it with the intention of handing it out, and you not get any kids, but you guys just shut off the lights and closed up shop, so... It's just easier this way. Okay. I'm not eating any of it. I may have had a couple of the, the Three Musketeers, one of my unsung honorable, honorable mentions in the yes. uh, candy rankings. Got to get working on that uh, yeah. draft board, by the way. The, the taffy is hot fire. Yes, you are a fan of the taffy, sir. Yes. Um, Friday, we did a little game, a little game night. We did. Okay, so despite having played it, I still feel like I 
I understand it, but I definitely don't put the ins and outs of the game to work for me in Tiny Epic Galaxies. Okay. So I like the game, but I never, I never understand what following does, and I never really put the card... When you get cards, I don't put the actions to use for me like I should. Well, I think... And I think in, that just comes from not playing it enough, to not understanding the mechanics that I, of things I can do. In that game, the following mechanic is a very interesting mechanic that's extremely situational. Okay. It's not something you're going to use a lot. And all the times I've played, I've maybe did following like half a dozen times. Okay. Um, so it's extremely situational. The the card the action cards for the planet. Uh, there's some there's like some really good ones in there like the one we had out there that allowed you to uh, perform another action. Right, right. That's right. very strong because then you get like a free advancement in orbiting every time you're playing. Right. Um, it again, they're very situational. I think primarily when you're going after a planet, you're going after it first for the points. Yeah, I'm a I. My and then primary, secondary yeah. for like you rare I've rarely seen in that game you build like an engine of planet abilities that are just handing you over the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's what I mean. I feel like maybe I should be doing that, and I haven't because I just don't play the game enough. I mean, or I, not? I don't yeah. know. As as much as I've played the game, I've I've won a bunch, I've lost a bunch, and. Like I'm, I just kind of go for the points. Some of the abilities, yeah. a lot of times the abilities are more useful when they're on the lineup than they are when you actually own them. Go figure. So, yeah, no, I think that's interesting though. Um, but yeah, that is tiny Epic galaxy is really fun, but that is not the only game we played. No, I was saving the, uh, the meat for, 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 for second. And that is, uh, kittens and blenders. Is that yes. what it's called? Yes. Kittens and Blenders. We played Kittens and Blenders. Yeah. So, and I, okay. So, not from the makers of Exploding Kittens. No. So, they're in a, they're in a kitten tabletop game kind of uh, brand war, whether, whether they know it or not. Possibly. Okay. Well, despite the market confusion, uh, it's a good game. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, now, warning. There are no uh, no kittens were actually blended in real life to make this game, and there are no like gore cards or anything like yeah, that. No, no. It's implied that you're putting the kittens yeah. in the blender, mm-hmm. but for such a simple mechanic of like they're either in the blender on the table or in the safe box, like there's a lot of play. Yep, and uh, yeah, it's a good. That's a that's a good little game there. Yeah, it's uh, is worth every penny of the fifteen dollars I paid for it. It solid, rock yeah. solid. Definitely enjoyed it. Um, that brought us into the weekend. Uh, we had a friendsgiving Saturday evening, uh, which was actually a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of consumables were had. Uh, I ate probably three pounds of food. <laughs> that's, that's a good night. It was brutal too. I don't know why. I just decided like it's this friendsgiving, and I'm going all in. Yeah, I went all in. I have three more Friendsgivings to go, including Thanksgiving itself. That would be four. Yeah. I, I, I might be tapped Lots out. Lots of DDP <laughs> yoga. Lots of DDP <laughs> yoga. I ate so much. Oh, my God. 
and drink quite a bit too. But luckily, we have Uber Lyft now, so I don't worry about getting home. It's great. <laughs> Worked out nicely for me. Uh, Sunday was, um, you know, watching the Bills game at uh, Moore Pat with the old man and, you know, Thank God for beer, because otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's it's comedy. So I just I enjoy it no matter what. I laugh hilariously at, at every mishap that they that befalls them. But you know, every time they throw an interception, do a shot. Oh no 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 no. We we, we our livers can't handle that. <laughs> uh, that's really about it. Then uh, last night uh, caught up on a lot of Lucha Underground um, in the current season. Uh, we're getting, I think we're basically, uh, right up to the start of Ultima Lucha Quattro, and that will be, it's a two-parter, and we're, I think we have both parts to watch next week. Cool. And I think that's going to conclude Lucha Underground possibly forever. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. It seems to be a trend with that show at the end of every season. You don't quite know if it's coming back. The logistics of it are just very complicated, like acquiring talent. You know, when it started, the contracts that they made Talon sign were, were not that great. Yeah. And as a result, they kind of got a bad rap. So now with, they have to kind of undo some of their bad rap with the contracts and acquiring the, acquiring guys to get on the show. They lost a lot of character because there was such a big gap between season two and season three. No, season three and now the current one, season four. I think that's Yes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of guys didn't come back or couldn't come back because they had signed on elsewhere exclusively. Yeah. So they, you know, they got to write around it and they have to, you know, unfortunately, a lot of characters, not a lot, but characters you know and enjoyed were killed unceremoniously off screen. Mm. Just mention that they're dead. Like, oh, well, that, that stinks. So, yeah, the quality on this season was just very wildly inconsistent. But... Leading up to uh, Ultima Lucha, it's been it's been really good. Great matches, great feuds. So, you know, that's fun. Um, but I don't know what's going to happen in the future of the show. Uh, no one really does. But whatever. It's cool. I still dig it. Um, and a lot of the guys that were on it have gone on to bigger and better things. So, Is the Mac still there? Oh, yeah. Of course. And he's, he's, a, he's a big... He's one of the main guys. Is, is the Hunter guy still there? Uh uh, it's unthi- yeah, yes, and why, why can't I think of his name? King Cuerno. Yes, yes, yes okay. he is. I wanted to say Cuervo the Hunter. Now, in season three, I'm not, I'm not sure if you've seen season three. He's no, really not. not in season three very much at all. He has a big return at like the end of it, and then he's a big guy in season four. He's in, okay. like, he's in a lot of stuff. Um, season three never got on Netflix, so... Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, one and two are there. Like, yep. why not three? I don't yeah. know. Um... It's, you know, we'll see where it goes. Uh, it, I would like it to continue, but at the same time, like, it really did have a big falling off point in season four, and I'm worried that that might not be it. They might not be able to, like, recapture that magic again. Gotcha. So, we'll see. But that basically brings us to the here and the now. Cool. How was your week? <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of know, but... <laughs> Um, so yeah, we recorded Tuesday night, had a really fun show. Thank you again to Kate and Nate Lockhart for coming on. It was a blast. Um, and then Wednesday was Halloween. Uh, so I got home from work and got the little man all dressed up and he went over to the grandmother's and did a little bit of trick or treating there while I was home handing out candy. Got it. 
decent amount of kids, not as many as last year, but I'd say between like 25 and 30. It's not bad. No, it's not horrible. Are you still giving out the full full candy bars? I just, you know what? I ran out of time this year and I couldn't get out to get them, but they will definitely, uh, this year was another case of when I had the time to do things for Halloween, I didn't have the energy. And when I had the energy to do things for Halloween, I didn't have the time. Um, Vicious circle. Yeah. So, yeah, so they'll definitely be making a return for next year. My mother-in-law got 191 kids. Wow. Yeah. Where does she live? Well, she lives in, like, the nice, ritzy part of NT, so. See, with social media now, kids, they they They, know. Yeah, they know where to go. They know where to find the the upper-middle-class white people. There's probably an app for this. If there is a some to smart make kid probably made an yeah, app of like that's true. Where is the good stuff? Yeah. So Halloween was going all fine and dandy, and all. And then my phone rings, and I get a call from my employer. Was the call coming from inside the house? No, it was not coming from inside oh, the house. Okay. Uh, um, you know. Yeah. Then no, no, I get you. I get you. <laughs> you know, Julie loves the Scream movies. Yeah. Loves them. And a couple years back, she got me to, we watched all four of them. I'd never seen them before. Um, and they're, You don't, you you don't know, need one, all four. One is great. One yeah. is legendary. Two and three, okay, fine. Four is, mm, mm. yeah, four is not great. Um, but you know what annoyed me? And this probably goes from not watching a lot of horror films, is that the amount of people who died relatively quickly after getting stabbed in the stomach. Mm. You know how long it takes you to die from a stomach wound? Probably. It's a long time. It's a long freaking time, man. So, yeah. All right. Okay. That aside. So, I get a call from my employer, and they tell me that they are laying me off. Mm. So, I am currently unemployed. Now, granted, I did not like where I was by any stretch of the imagination. The work environment was extremely toxic. Um, it was a it was a job I was recruited for, and I left. Um, you know, they say the grass is always greener. It's not always the case. You kind of appreciate the grass you were on when mm. you go over to the supposed greener side. Um, I left a very stable job that I was at for a very long time. Uh, took a chance on this one and was there three months, and then they gave me they wouldn't elaborate on it all like they said it was simply a business move my guessing is that they were just cutting their payroll so yeah so i have been doing the job the 21st century job hunt uh hitting all the websites and i will say this um having a search for a job nowadays is much much easier than it used to be yes yeah, I mean, filling out a job application is one of the most tedious and annoying things it you ever have to do. Um, but, like, sites like Indeed and LinkedIn and, like, all the job sites that are out there right yeah. now, just a couple clicks of button, your application's in, your resume's in, whatnot. So, it's the first time I've been un- unemployed since 2004. And even in 2004, I was unemployed for less than a month, so... I mean, there's there's some concerns. I'm 40 now, and now, granted, you know, age doesn't have the stigma that it that it used to in the job market. At least I hope. Um, but we'll uh, we'll see what happens. See where where I end up. So that was 
Wednesday night. Uh, that just like I kind of took the next couple of days, just kind of like clear my head and just kind of relax and you know filter through all you know, the negativity and whatnot and try so to get past it. And just laying in your pajamas all day, hating yourself, eating <laughs> chips. <laughs> Not vaping. <laughs> I mean, I don't need a glass cage of emotions. <laughs> I don't need to hate myself to eat chips. I mean, but it helps. It, yeah, it does make them taste a little saltier. Um, no, it was just like Thursday night was X Wing night, so it was fun to get out there and kind of get into that and get some games in, help to clear my head. Um, so yeah, the past couple of days I've been just spending a lot of time putting in applications and whatnot. Well, well uh, it's at least uh, beneficial, like you said, that you can just one-click stuff now. But yes. The thing that always kills me, because I've done job searches in my day, are the sites or the, or the employers, for that matter, or whatever, where they want you to upload your resume, but also fill, fill out, out their the form. Like, dude, yeah. if I'm sending you the resume, why are you making me do this twice? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, that's a that's I'll a, a form, but don't don't make me send you the resume things. Then just do repetitive. One or the other, man. So yeah, um, Friday night we had game night. As we mentioned, that was fun. Saturday was duty dice day, uh, which well, didn't have a huge number of attendants. Thank you very much to uh, Alan Waiters who came out. It was me and Alan for a little bit. Then my friends Jenny and Steve came over. So we got. You know, we got some games in. Alan and I cracked open his new copy of Blood Rage. And I, I, I saw there was a call out on the interwebs. Yeah, Alan's still bitter at at, uh, <laughs> at your wife, Jen, for back from the first time we played Blood Rage. And I have I have yet to lose a game of Blood Rage I've played since that first game. So just wait till Jen gets back. We'll see. You well, be afraid. We'll no, I mean, <laughs> Jen's ability to win games, notwithstanding. I've had a, a pretty pretty good run, like five or six games, Blood Rage. Um, so that was fun. Played Kins and Blunders, and I did not fare nearly as well as I did Friday night. Like, half my deck was in the blender when a blend card was thrown out, and I could not stop it. And I was just like, all right. I think what happened on Friday. I believe my my la- my final score was negative Ooh. eight. See, I think what happened on Friday is that we got into a Jen and I got into a, a, a subdued tug of war. Tug of war, with and your you kittens. and you being the third man, and I was just like, I'm just gonna yep, yep, yeah, put my kittens in the box over you here. Casually, we're just winning here. the game until we realize, to see. wait a minute. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We won't make that mistake again. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so was it Sunday? It was just kind of chill out, and then yesterday and today has been all job hunting. All right. So that is our weeks, dear listeners. If you would like to tell us about your weeks, if you'd like to communicate with the show anyway, send us any questions or comments to be read on the show. You can do so at the following locations. You can go to Twitter and follow us at Devil's Due Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. Please like our page. You can email us at the Devil's Due Pod at gmail.com, or you can have all these resources available to you on the Devil's Due Podcast.com. 
after that being said, we do have one email today from a Mr. J. Gelsomino. Hey! Hey, Jay. Drew and Carl, given that today is voting day... Who it is, is. Who is your favorite politician in movie slash TV history? Ooh. Um... Favorite movie slash politician, favorite politician in movie TV history. It's a, that's a very specific thing, is it not? The easy thing to say, like, oh, Bill Pullman in, you know, Independence Day or whatever, because he gave the speech and kind of stupid, but, you know. I need a little more in the speech from. Yeah. Um. I'm a 90s HBO kid. Okay. Uh, Jay will understand. Uh, I got to go with Dave. Dave. It's hard to argue Dave. Good guy. Okay. Dave's a good guy. He once caught a fish this big. big. Yeah. You know. You remember. I got you. I got you. Um, Okay. I have one for TV. Okay. And then a tie for movies. Go on. My one for TV is easy. My favorite show of all time, uh, Josiah Jed Bartlett, uh, President Bartlett. That's uh, the West Wing? The West Wing, Okay, yes. If you have never watched, I highly recommend watching it. It'll make you say, oh, why can't we have that guy? <laughs> of course, well, well, watching SpongeBob SquarePants right now makes me go, oh, <laughs> why can't we have that anemone? Um, for movies, it's, it's a tie. Mm. Um, the, the president from Mars Attacks, Jack Nicholson. Okay. (laughs) And, uh, Governor Tarkin, Grand Moff Tarkin. He was addressed as governor. He was addressed as governor. Re- I'm sure, I believe the Grand Moffs were also regional governors. but the, so. And they had direct control yep. of their territories. Yes. Yeah, okay. And as has been said before, he successfully reduced crime and poverty on Alderaan to zero. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he also reduced the birth rate <laughs> to zero. Listen, you take, you take a little negative with a lot of positive. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Drew. Quite the platform he's got there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's no moon. It, no, it's it's a killing machine. <laughs> you say killing machine, I say space station. Called the Death Star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Semantics. Death is a subjective term. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's metaphorical. <laughs> it's metaphorical. So is the giant planet killing laser. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. If you had the option to book a match for this Friday's NJPW slash Ring of Honor show using only the talent on the card. What match would you have made? Only the talent on the card? Um, hmm. <sighs> well, since I can't make the obvious statement and say I would have booked Kenny Omega not in Poughkeepsie on the same night as a he's show. on the card. I know he's not on the card. Stupid. Um, we could do something along the lines of, say, 
the Bucks versus Naito and Sonata, maybe. Or, you know, main event, Beer City Bruiser versus Bushi. For that, that's for Jay. Did you say the Beer City Bruiser? I the said the Beer City Bruiser. Beer, the Beer City Bruiser. Okay. He's ROH's premier star, Carl. Okay. I'm I'm laying the sarcasm on very thickly. Take your word for it. But he sounds like he would be the Brooklyn Brawlers tag team partner. The, the Brawlers kind of an upgrade. Wow. Kind of. It's it's let's 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 not. I don't want to go. Put this way, Jay. I eh. there'd be a lot more talent on the card were I booking this show, but seeing as it is what it is, um, we're gonna have a good time anyway. So let's not let's not let's not rest on negativity. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Okay, Carl. What are your top five musicals? Specify if it was the play or the movie, since. For example, Russell Crowe is so bad in Les Mis, he makes the movie hilariously bad. Uh, okay, top five musicals. Um, number five, no. Okay, number five, West Side Story, mainly because I was in it in high school, so yeah, got nostalgic reasons there. Were you a Jet? No, I was Bernardo. I was the leader of the Sharks. Okay. Yes. Right. The worst hispanic accent you've ever heard in your life i sounded more russian than <laughs> those are two different things man <laughs> i know it was bad well done yeah i mean you know yeah <laughs> um number four blues brothers that's a musical okay uh number three phantom like the andrew lloyd weber phantom yeah oh, by phantom by phone wow (laughs) wow that might be folks that might be the (laughs) deepest cut ever on the devil's do of everything i remember about that play that's what i remember by phantom by phone yeah how to how to to get tickets yeah 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 and i (laughs) i'm one of the few people that actually enjoy the the film version um they made a movie of the musical yes okay and it was actually directed by Joel Schumacher. Oh. And it came out at a time where I was doing uh, movie reviews for uh, paper. And the title of my review was, Joel Schumacher finally makes a good Batman movie. Did the Phantom have nipples? No. No, we did not. Are we sure Joel Schumacher directed this movie? <laughs> yes, we are. Okay. Um, so that was number three. Uh, number two, Rock of Ages. And number two uh, would have been number one had, obviously, The Greatest Showman not come along and (laughs) taken number one spot. All right. So without giving it, like, a ton of deep thought, that's just kind of off the top of my head. Um, Top five musicals. That was five, right? So you you have no love for, like, The Sound of Music and Mary Poppins and and all that stuff? Sound of Music is Julie's favorite musical. Okay. And I'm not allowed to watch it anymore with her for reasons that I will convey to you after we get to Okay. Recording. Were you pointing out plot holes and inconsistencies? No, no. <laughs> what heck, yeah. Fraud wrote this? Yeah, it's, you know, a musical's got to do something a little bit different okay. for me to kind of get on board with it. So Fair enough. 
I by no means a musical connoisseur. Okay. You know, right. I cannot make an argument for what is a good musical over what is not. Um, I just, I know what I like. Okay. Um, so, yeah. All right. That does it for the emails. Jay, thank you very much. And now we move on to our very, very, folks. <laughs> we had... We had to dig. Everyone's in a holding pattern for some reason. Right yeah, now. there's not a lot of news out there. We got some stuff to talk about. Okay. Uh, first one being, it was announced earlier this week that Ewan McGregor has been cast as the Black Mask in a Birds of Prey movie. All right. Let's, let's work through this really quickly. Carl. Yes. Who is the Black Mask? He is a Batman villain. He's a crime boss. Um, he wears a black skull mask. Okay. So it's not just a clever name. Yeah, no, he's actually, it's a really cool character and I enjoy the character. Um, so yeah, that's, that's who he is. And who are the birds of prey? The birds of prey, um, is a team that came out of the late nineties, early two thousands of memory serves, uh, consistent primarily of Barbara Gordon then wheelchair-bound Barbara Gordon, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Oracle. Mm-hmm. Um, Dinah Lance, a.k.a. Black Canary. Okay. Uh, whoever was that Earth's version of the Huntress. Okay, okay. And those were like the core three members. And I know that other members have cycled through over the years. I couldn't say who, like, the definitive team is. That sounds about... Yeah. That's who I would expect. Yeah. But that's not going to be the lineup in this alleged movie, right? Oh, what is the lineup going to be? Isn't it going to be Batgirl and Harley Quinn and and maybe Poison Ivy and stuff? Sure. Dude, this movie's not getting made. I... (laughs) Hang on, hang on. I'm going to put it out there on Front Street. This movie's not going to get made. That's my line, and I had to eat that when this Yoqueen Phoenix uh, Joker movie started happening for reals. So That's fine. We can say it. Sometimes we're wrong. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, this dude's name. Just say it. I I don't know how to say it. It's, It's Joaquin. There you go. Sure it is. It's a legitimate name. I'm I'm sure it is. Um, to him, it's a legitimate name. Is it though? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. It's Hispanic in nature. Is it? Yes. All right. I don't buy it. His brother was named River. It. And while his parents were clearly hippies. Uh, you see, but, you see but here. Joaquin is a legitimate name. You know how I know that? No. It's not so much that I have no culture, which, let's be honest, I could probably use a lot more culture. <laughs> but it's because in the movie Mask of Zorro, one of the kids were named Joaquin. Uh, all right. Fair enough. All right. Mask of Zorro is an awesome movie. I'm not saying it's not. Um, yeah, this, you know, we've said this a bunch, this movie's not getting made. We've been right more times than we've been wrong. <laughs> For now. Yeah. I think we probably said this about Shazam too. <laughs> I, no, I didn't say that about Shazam. I said it about Batgirl. Yeah. I did say it about Batgirl. Aquaman. I think I might've said that it's not happening. That was you. I was fairly confident that one was going to get done. 
Um, but yeah, we can pretty confidently say the Flash is not happening, right? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, we're okay with that. That, that movie is not happening. Um, I just, I don't, I don't see this one happening. Well, I mean, when's when's Ewan McGregor going to have time? When he's you know making his Obi Wan prequel. Oh wait, we're not making that either. Uh-uh. Would like to have seen that. Just like that that Boba Fett movie. That's also as dead as Boba Fett. Would have liked to have seen that too. I have good news for you. You'll see a red version of it on television. Nah. <laughs> okay. Cool. All so, right. Yeah. So, Ewan McGregor cast his Black Mask in a Birds of Prey movie that probably isn't going to happen. All right. Yeah. Is it what's what's going on with that Nightwing movie? Is that that happen? That's not happening. Okay. Yeah. All no, right. That's not going to happen. Okay. Well, what what is happening? <laughs> not a lot this week, Drew. All right. Not a lot. What else you got there on, on the old news pile? Um, as you lo- uh, alluded to earlier, as we were getting ready to record. Um, we've spoken about before the talented folks at illumination are doing a super Mario brothers movie, an animated film. Now this is cause for concern in a way more so for you than for me. Well, I mean, you know, I, okay. Put it this way. Nintendo's characters are more like in a sense, avatars for the player than they are fleshed out characters. So making a movie about them and like codifying them with personality traits and like actual narrative arcs and stuff is that's, you know, could be a little risky. And let's be honest, uh, we've been down the Mario path once before, sir. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it It was a different time. It was a wild sci-fi adventure film, but I don't know if it was Super Mario Brothers. It was... It was a film that was made by someone who touched that super mushroom that was a little past its prime. Ah, it yeah. A bad trip. Um, but it's a different time now. It is. This is an animated film. Right. Um, Illumination is very capable when it comes to animated films. The Despicable Me uh, 1 and 2 were fantastic. Uh, Secret Life of Pets was fun. Um, they're, they're good with the stuff, but they have a good track record. And I saw this quote, um, from producer, uh, Chris Melodandry. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. Okay. He's producing the movie. He produced the despicable, the despicable me movies. He produced the secret life of pets. And he said, quote, um, where's that quote? It's juicy. It's juicy for me. Anyway, it gives me a little, little faith. He says, um, quote, (laughs) they're working very, this is the quote, but, uh, they're working very closely with Mario creator Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, the guy who basically built Nintendo into what it is today, effectively. Uh, he says, we're keeping Stanley of video games, if you will. Kind of? I mean, not all video games, but of Nintendo, he is their Stanley. For sure. Yeah. And and their Jack Kirby kind of in one. Yeah. He's kind of the architect of the whole thing. Um, and he uh, the quote here is about, about Miyamoto. We're keeping him front and center in the creation of this film. 
I've rarely seen that happen with any adaptation where the original creative voice is being embraced like we're embracing Miyamoto. Okay, cool. I hope he's being honest, and I hope that's true, and it's not just like fanboy um, yeah. soothsaying. Yeah. But um, the fact that Nintendo's kind of going ahead with this tells me that the it's probably true, because that Super Mario Brothers movie scared the crap out of them back in the day, and they've never done another licensed yeah. uh, adaptation since. They have not done anything. Yeah. Um, but now... The maybe, new era. Maybe this will be closer to the Super Mario Brothers Super Show than it was to the Super Mario Bros. live action movie. So you you want us to dig up Lou Albano? If we can. I mean, is Mario gonna be doing the Mario in this in this movie? I would not be upset if I saw it. <laughs> oh this, God. this is what I want to see. Like if you were if you were to remake a Super Mario Bros. live action movie. I would want it to be, and you'll hate this, but I think it would be amusing. Go on. Danny DeVito is Mario. Oh, my God. Until he finds the mushroom, and then he turns into the rock. (laughs) (laughs) What mushrooms are you on? And we bring back John Leguizamo (laughs) as Luigi. Only if he has a mustache this time. (laughs) That bothered the crap out of me. Um, So, yeah, we'll see how this goes. Uh, It could be cool. Um, Yeah. Kind of related, kind of not. Our Captain Marvel herself, Brie Larson, uh, tweeted out that or a picture on her Instagram of her in a Samus uh, Zero Suit costume for Halloween, and then it led to a lot of chatter on the, on the interwebs. And uh, she says she would very much like to take on that role. Yeah. They, oh, okay. How does that not make money? So Metroid? aliens, but family friendly. Uh, dude, because no Nintendo wouldn't do. No, I mean it would. Be, it would. It would. I mean, Metroid's a fairly of all of Nintendo's franchises. It's it's the most adult. Air quotes. Yeah. So you could you know it, it would be a, a firm PG thirteen probably. Yeah. You could do it. Yeah. It'd be hard to. That's a tough one. That's a tough nut to crack. And I don't know, that, to be really honest with you, I don't know if I trust Nintendo to fully understand the appeal of Metroid to make that movie. Yeah. I might want them kept at arm's, at arm's reach on that one. Yeah. I, I would want the Western developer, the Western uh, director and producer who played Super Metroid and has it embedded in their DNA and knows exactly what's awesome about it to tell Nintendo... We got it from here. You yeah. you and your other M team stay over there and don't yep. ever write Samus <laughs> and don't ever let her talk again. What oh, that also reminds me. The uh, I guess the executive producer of the Castlevania animated series I saw this rumor pop up. Says he wants to do a Zelda series. And I've heard nothing mm. I have not had a chance to watch the second season of Castlevania yet. I've um, I've watched uh, two or three episodes. How is it so far? It's good in the way that the first season was good. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's got some annoying quirks that I don't need, but it's written by Warren Ellis. So of course it does. So, okay. I'm not a Warren Ellis guy. I'm sorry. Like, um, but it's overall pretty good and they're getting to, um, they just, the uh, episode I saw like Rick, not Richter, <laughs> Trevor, Trevor Belmont, right? Yeah. Trevor. Trevor. He is going back to his ancestral Belmont home 
and it's it's been long abandoned and yeah. Uh, you gonna find the bomber jacket? N- no, that's that's Simon, and that comes later, and uh, that's also a completely different show <laughs> and interpretation. Um, and they, you know, they find like his magical tomes, and like the yeah. Belmont family is, you know, they're a, they're a family of, of vampire hunters and have been for centuries, yada yada. So it's it's interesting. He's kind of like proclaiming his family legacy in a way, and that kind of contrasts a little bit with Alucard, who is about to go face his family legacy head to head. So, uh, it, it's good. Um, it's still like, this is so weird. Cause I'm, I'm clearly an old man now, right? Yes. What I mean by that is this is a cartoon and it's very good, mind you, but anytime there's like profanity and, and just exclamations of profanity in this show, I just kind of go like, I don't know. Do we need that here? Like, I'm not a prude by any stretch. You know, when I'm not yeah. on this family-friendly show, I tend to use colorful metaphors uh, a lot. Yeah. But when I'm watching a show, I don't know, uh, about Castlevania, it just strikes me as like, meh. Don't need it. I don't need that there. Yeah. Yet, you know, all the blood and the gore. But yeah, by all means. <laughs> I mean, it's Castlevania. It's kind of a horror-based franchise to begin with. Yep. But. Uh, so it's pretty good. So, but okay, but back to the producer saying he wants to do Zelda. Seeing as he got Castlevania made and it seems to be a big hit, um, hey, cool. Maybe he could do the Zelda show. My concern with that is I've seen interviews with this producer. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't like this guy. Okay. Like he comes off as such a edge lord, an edge lord, uh, Zack Snyder esque like it's gonna be so dark and gritty and violent bro and he drops f-bombs all the time like in interviews and it's just like dude 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 i admire i like your passion you're you're at about an 11 i need you at about a seven can you you come down a little bit just a bit so given that given just that i know it's, it's it's a bad reason to maybe be a little apprehensive about it but like I don't know if I need that that guy interpreting the legend of Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need I don't need profanity and and zaniness in the Legend of Zelda uh adaptation. Yeah. That one I want to be a little more wholesome. You know what I'm saying? I actually started legitimately playing the original Legend of Zelda this week. Oh. Yeah. How is it? It's it's hard. It's very hard. Yeah. Um I die many, many times. Um so yeah, but it's like I definitely get the appeal and whatnot, and it's, it's aged like fine wine. Um, you know, I got all excited when I found a, a cavern that had a white sword in it. <gasps> then I went to go and pick it up, and said, "said when you learn to use it, you can have it." I'm like, "But I, yeah, you know, I've stabbed so many <laughs> things I've done on so the much way stabbing. here, but Aww. I've learned so much." <laughs> Why can't I just have this? I keep walking back and forth over it and you won't give it to me. Oh. Well, but then yeah. I fired up the uh, of course I'm playing uh Zelda on the the Switch online yes. service. Yeah. And then I fired up their like special editions Oh, it just gives you everything right away. I was like, "Why is Link in a white suit? Why is the sword white? Why do I have all these materials? And why are there like Two enemies per screen, be, be, because it's 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 the the simpler version. It's the 
let's hold your hand and play Legend of Zelda. No. no. So I want the uh, I, I I want the knife. <laughs> But you can't have it, apparently. <laughs> apparently, you can't have it. Yeah, I can't have it. How do I get that? Um, yeah, Zelda's is great. That, is that the Master Sword that I found one night? The, the Master Sword didn't become a thing until uh, A Link to the Past. So okay. that, that's a sword. that you, That's the better sword that you, in the game that you okay. want to get. But is that the best sword? I think so. Are there just the two swords? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So how do I get the better sword? I don't know. It's been a while, man. You're lying. I don't know. Honestly, I, I swear to God, I don't know. Uh, Zelda 2, I could tell you about more. It's a little more burned my brain. Um, and Le- Link to the Past, I can tell you all about. Link to the Past is my favorite Zelda game. There there was a wonderful rush of excitement the first time I blew a hole open in a wall. Yeah. Woo-hoo! And the best part about the original Legend of Zelda is that there's spots where you can do that, and you would have absolutely no clue or preconceived idea that it was even there which makes the original legend of zelda both a great game and a terrible game at the same time Mm. gotcha like it's so the dang the dang it's it's evolved and it's better now yeah the original is a masterwork i mean it 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 was a it was the right game at that time yeah it set the stage for like this big open world adventure but by no means is that original game perfect. Yeah. The uh, the, the dang head that pops up out of the water. The Zoras. Shoots, yes. shoots blasts, at, yeah. blasts at you. That's the bane of my existence. Yeah, Zoras are kind of a pain. That, that thing's got uncanny good aim. Yeah. And you don't, despite, you know, you having the ability to walk out of the way, it, it it's harder than you think it would be. Yeah. yeah. Especially when there's a lot of enemies on the screen. You don't want to walk into them. Yeah. 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 yeah, you should play Link to the Past sometime. I think you'd really like Link to the Past. It's it's it's, it's Super it's, Nintendo. Yeah, one. it's my it's my favorite one. That right. and Breath of the Wild are my favorite ones. Okay. I might get there. Um, so okay, last news story. Uh, we we reported a couple. I think it was a couple months back that there was going to be a, a Loki and Scarlet Witch series for the disney streaming app two different like mini series allegedly now we're getting another rumor of a bucky falcon team up series team up series i mean sure why not all i can think of is them sitting in the car nodding at cap yep (laughs) (laughs) yeah if these things if you're telling me that this is going to be a regular ongoing series i'm like no that's not gonna happen if you're saying this is gonna be like a Mini series, four or five episodes. I'm like, okay, that that probably happened. I I watch that. I think that is their strategy. I think yeah. uh, I think with their Disney streaming service, I think Marvel is going to be doing mini series of some yeah. kind that are that are closely embedded in the MCU. Yeah, take those characters that we love and we'd always want just like a little bit more of, and give them their own series. So if this precedent's being set, who would you want to see get their own series? Hawkeye. But they got to fix him first. The Hawk guy? That Hawkeye. Yes. <laughs> so to, to do that, unfortunately, they would have to basically retcon Age of Ultron. The family, the kids, the wife. Yeah, get out of the way. That's so not you, Hawkeye. You want Pizza Dog Hawkeye. That's um, Hawk guy? Yes, <laughs> that's the one I want. 
Um, I think, hmm, who would I want? I don't know. Like, I think, yeah, like Hawkeye probably pretty much covers. I'd, I'd be in for like a Warriors 3 miniseries. Well, they're dead. Just them. Yeah, they're dead. Well, it's, they're they're Asgardians. They, they get better. They get better. That's what they do. Or Korg and Meek. Give, sure. Give me a Korg and Meek Excellent Adventures. <laughs> I'm they down. should call it that. They should literally I'm call it down. that. I'm in. Shut up. Take all of my money. Korg and Meek's Excellent Adventures. You hear that, Kevin Feige? <laughs> when you announce this we're, next week, we want a royalty check. We're giving you gold. He's, he's got a notepad right now. Like, he does. That's a good idea. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what's weird about this? Because if this is their, if this is the Disney Marvel strategy going forward, um, that's fine. I, I, it yeah. makes it makes all the sense in the world. But you know what makes it sad? What? Like, dude, I can already see it happening, and I, our little our little Netflix corner, our Marvel Knights corner, if you will. Yeah, man, it's gonna it's it's gonna get brushed aside and you know what there this i'm i'm soaking up this this daredevil season and i'm i am i am i am basking in it yeah because it's so good and i also know that this this is this might not be long for this world having having finished the current season of daredevil if this was it i'd be okay with it okay all right I'm not like, done yet. We can always, so. we can always rebrand the show, and I'm sure dear listeners will stay with us and whatnot. Um, eh. But like, if we if we didn't get anything further from the Netflix Marvel stuff, I, I I'd be okay. All right, I'd be like it, it's. I'd rather not get anything further than get. A family friendly version. Okay. No, I that I, I hear you. They've set I mean, a, they've set a tone. Yeah. And I like it. I think there's a lot of credence to the possibility of these shows moving over to Hulu. And Could if you want to continue on with those shows on there, that's fine as long as you keep them the same. Um but yeah, if there's if this is like kind of the swan song of it, I'm I'm okay with that. But we will cross that bridge when we come to it. I I I also think though, like these new these these Falcon and 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 Bucky and and Scarlet Witch and all that like that that stuff is going to be directly tied in some capacity to the MCU. And the net our little Netflix corner has always just kind of been it's been a one way street. See, where we mention it, we talk, we we, we toss out yeah. events and landmarks and like the invasion, yada yada. Captain America gets name dropped and things, but 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 we never that that we yeah. never get wind of them in the movies. Uh, specific events don't get like, dude. This just dawned on me the, the other day. When does Daredevil season three take place? Because we're in an MCU where Thanos has killed half the universe. <laughs> well, clearly it takes place before. It must, right? That. But yeah. I mean, it's kind of a big deal that it's kind of, we don't talk about it at all. Yeah. It, um, you know, Sokovia happened, superpower registration. No one's not going to Luke Cage's door telling him to go sign up and, you know, yeah. register and all that stuff. Like, 
does it matter? No, because I enjoy the shows. It's fine. But, you know, come on, man. Like, wouldn't I have wanted to see Spider-Man and Daredevil doing some stuff oh, yeah. in Age of or in, uh, in Infinity War? Of course I would. That would yeah. rule hard. But it'll never happen. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. Um, I would definitely very much like to see Matt visit uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. The Sanctum Sanctorum. Um, you know what the the idea of these shows kind of remind me of, though, is what they used to do on the Blu-rays with the shorts. The one-shots. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they stopped doing those, too. Yeah. And the one that I want, like, followed up on the most was the one from the Thor Dark World DVD that had the Mandarin. Yeah. Air finger quotes. In jail, and then at the end, he gets snatched by what is apparently the actual man. <laughs> so, yeah, want to see more about that? Yeah, well, on this Marvel uh, streaming service or Disney, you might, you might, you might. Who knows? Well, speaking of Daredevil, oh, we have to dive into the goodness that is. Are those earlier notes? You no, my notes are on my phone, but I wanted, I wanted an effect. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to get back to, to our roots here. Yep. All right, so we are getting back to Daredevil Season 3, an episode 2 called Please, yep. or as my son likes to say, Please. <laughs> Can't so, quite string those consonants together yet. So adorable when he does it. Please. So... All right, I got. I have to reset my brain because yes. I'm. 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 As I'm going to show you here. You can't see it's a visual medium, folks. Audio, but see those are my notes. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. So I have to go back to two. Yeah. So I got to reset my what, brain a what little bit. What episode are you on? I just finished seven. Mm. Can't spoil anybody yet. No, no, not work. I guess. But we're moving along. Yes. Things are happening. Yes. I have. We'll get. Never mind. We're going to get to all that. We're we're gonna gonna get ahead. There. So, episode two, please. Um, we open up with an FBI roundup. Yeah. Um, they're making some headway into crime and stuff. Yeah. Because someone gave them the scoop on all the crime and stuff. Someone's a squealer. A big, fat squealer. <laughs> He's not fat. No. It's all muscle. Well, speaking of which, we, we see him in, in prison. Yes. Lifting that weight. Fisk is in the weight room. So... I read. I read a. I had a nitpick here. Yeah. So I read an article, um, and I don't know. I can't speak unilaterally for the entire prison system in the United States. Yeah. But from what I read, um, in prison they do not have free weights. Well, any, any weighted denominations are are welded to bars and things like that. Yeah. Because they don't want those things being yeah, yeah. used as weaponry against other. No. So nitpick, nitpick here. Yeah, a little bit. But uh, yeah, he's doing he's doing the work until um, you know stabby stabby. He he gets the the toothbrush shiv. Yep, in the gut. Someone calls him a squealer, and he gets a little, little, little stab. Yeah, little now prick. something you know something's up because he lets the guy live. Yeah, this is a guy who who smashed a gentleman's head in a car door. Yep. In a famous scene from season one. Yep. And here, he lets this guy who just stabbed him, lets him go. Well, you know he's mellowing out nowadays. Yeah. He's, or, 
Or, as we know, he is up to something. Can't kill a guy and then, you know, get away with it. Yeah. So let him off and then use this to your advantage. Yep. Strategery. As we see later in the episode. Yes. Uh, but before we do, we have Sister Maggie picking up Matt off the floor. Yeah. So, again, Matt is, he's quite beat up after his uh, little adventure in the first episode. Yeah, his where attempt. He, his att- it's a basic suicide attempt in a way. But he's also, uh, he's physically banged up. And as we have seen, uh, he's also spiritually banged up. Yes. Uh, Matt. We're seeing Matt on a really interesting journey, um, especially in, you kind of see like the beginnings of it in this episode more than the last episode. Um, and so it's, he asked the a very interesting question of what if, what if you can't answer your calling? What if you like can't do what you feel God has put you here to do? And, you know, Sister Maggie uh, has a response that's like, you know, kind of along the lines of find something else to do. And and Matt has a very quick and I think probably accurate rapport of, you know, if you can do something else, then it wasn't your calling. Mm -hmm. So I, I like, I like, I mean, obviously I, you know, you feel for the character because his identity has been absolutely rocked to the core of what he is by and see here's the thing here's the one thing that kind of bumped up against the first time and second time around is i wish they could do this without the trope of losing the powers well because like it seems like in a lot of other uh films and movies that deal with superheroes like the the crisis of character is always caused by the losing of the powers at least in this we have a, a somewhat explainable reason for why he's losing his powers he, you know he's severely injured got a building dropped on him whatnot but like for example like spider-man 2 fantastic spider-man film still probably the best spider-man film um and this is part of that where he's going on that, you know, who am I journey and the catalyst of it is, uh, he loses his powers and there's no, that's like the worst part of that film is that there's no explanation of why he loses his powers. They just disappear and then come back. Yeah. 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 It was weird, but I mean, at least, at least Matt, he, he's losing. Well, I wouldn't say he's lost them. They're just, they're just a little wonky still. He, I mean, clearly watching the show, dude, like he still has them. Yeah. Yeah. But they are somewhat compromised. Somewhat. Yeah. Fair enough. So and she's dishing out the tough love too. you know, yeah. she's, she's, she's tough. And we get the flashback with young Matt and father Lantham. Now I didn't realize that him and the priest went back that far. Oh yeah. He was, he was an orphan at the, well, I knew that I, just, I didn't, for whatever reason, I forgot that the, that priest was that he was there then yeah. i thought that matt and him kind of uh chummed up later on like in season one yeah i guess not yeah um i like this scene especially with what the the priest has to say about the subtlety of god um something i've experienced in my life in my walk in faith surely 
Um, the whole line of like the whole the whole burning bush thing doesn't really happen anymore. He works in in subtleties and whispers, and and I agree with that statement. Um, I like that we see Matt kind of. This is definitely post stick leaving him, and you can still see evidence of his training, and we still see that he's using that training because like. He's getting in the fights, but no one will blow him in because they don't want to admit they got beat up by a blind kid. <laughs> well, that's going to come back. Uh, that 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 whole that's going to come back around again. Pe- yeah, people are going to get suspicious of Matt, and soon. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get to that, of course, though. Um. So, dude, they're still giving this Fed crap over money. Like he's got Fisk singing. They're ran- They're 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 busting. Dudes left and right, things are, it's good times in, yeah. at the FBI office. And this guy still, they won't give him any money. They're like, they're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Can't, can't. It, you know, there's probably more to it than that. Um, obviously, as we learn in later, later on down the line. Um, yeah, it's clear, it's clear to see that Nadim is over eager and kind of maybe not using the best judgment when dealing oh, with Oh, no, Fisk. no, no, clearly. No, no, yeah. he's getting played, and that's yeah. going to be a theme he of the season. He sees Fisk as his golden ticket, and like that's playing right into Fisk's hands. Yes, yes, and that's going to continue on. Um, so Matt's doing some detective work, uh, but so is Karen, and uh, we find out some details about Karen. Yes, so we, uh, we, get to, we start to get uh, more background on karen's past that's been alluded to in previous seasons mm-hmm. um not necessarily fully disclosed uh but she she drops a big one here she in this episode apparently had a brother yeah who has died yeah and people thought she killed him is that from the comics uh but the brother i don't think so um see in the show here um her brother is the one who dies of the drug overdose and all that. He's the one who is all messed up, right? And they say that like her brother was on drugs and tore the family apart and blah blah blah. Mm, yeah, you haven't gotten the Karen flashback episode. Yet. I guess not, but yeah. it's in this episode. That's what's kind of stated. Yeah, she says like my brother was on drugs. It was really hard. Blah blah blah. In the comics. Karen was the one who was all messed up, and that's kind of how Matt's identity gets exposed and born again. Yeah. Um, so Karen is harboring a lot of secrets, and you know we start to kind of get a glimpse into that mysterious Karen past in this season. Um, in this episode, I put the first little glimpse, her mentioning that she had a brother that we hear up till now had no idea about. Yeah. Um. So she's also uh, hearing stories about. The guy in a black guy mask, in black mask uh, yeah. doing, doing sounds, that work in town. Sounds familiar. It does, especially since you know she doesn't want to admit that Matt could possibly be dead. Yeah. So I mean, he's not, but yeah. And and the warmth in this episode comes as it usually does from Foggy. It does. We and, get we get Foggy family time. Yeah, we get to see the whole Nelson clan and Nelson meets and whatnot. <laughs> We meet the Nelson meets. We do. We do. And I thought, I thought at first that they were going to kind of guilt him a little and kick him when he's down over like, these are clearly working class people. Yeah. And blue foggy, collar. Yeah. 
and Foggy is now, you know, big shot lawyer yeah. with, with the Hogarths and all that business. Yep. And there's a little bit of that. They they yeah. razz him a little, but mm-hmm. Foggy is not one to forget his roots. And he's clearly, you know, very much still a blue collar guy deep yeah. down. And his his mother asks him to come back and help his brother with the business. And, yeah. And he's not necessarily opposed to it. He's not because like he's kinda lost. He's yeah, he doesn't he's gotten everything he always said he wanted yeah, but now, in earlier seasons. Right. But now he's starting to see how kind of shallow that can be. Not to mention, for everything he has, he has lost his best friend. Yeah. And it, it, it's clearly, he misses him. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, that's what it is. Yeah, it's obvious. Um, but yeah, like the mother, it's weird because like the mother just kind of almost tries to guilt him. Not like 100%, but she's kind of just like laying down the facts. Um, and the father's just like, you know, I'm proud of you you're doing what you're out there, you're doing what you want to do, whatnot, you know, slange and all that. Yeah. Um, and then the brother is kind of the same way. Like you need to do your thing. You were terrible at this anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's good to see like there's a warmth that's conveyed in these scenes that's sorely lacking from, the rest of not only the episode, but the rest of the show. And I don't say that in a bad way. It's very intentional that the show doesn't have that warmth to it, but it's good that there's like a source for it in these scenes with foggy. Well, considering all of the, all the characters in this series, and I mean, all the characters basically, except foggy have really rough rough childhoods and backgrounds they got issues um foggy is the one who's like normal yeah and he's also the one who in this show like you said he is really the central family figure in a way he's the one who pulls everyone together and wants everyone to be together and knows that they all work well together that's yeah. that's a somewhat of a spoiler for episodes to come, but that Foggy's like the anchor. He's the rock. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's the heart. As and soul. unlikely as it is, he is. Yep. Um. So skipping to the end of the episode, we've yeah, got Fisk has manipulated his way out of prison, but into house arrest. Yeah. Um. And in transit, we kind of get his philosophies on love, which. Dude, Vincent D'Onofrio just <laughs> kills this role. He's very good. Like, I'll I'll listen to Fisk talk about anything. Well, it's always going to start with, when I was a boy. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a great meme going around about that. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's awesome. It's hilarious. I'll find it. It's, it's great. So, but the uh, the caravan gets ambushed. Sure does. And this reminded me of The Dark Knight. Yes. The Joker yep. escape mm-hmm. scene? Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Like, they're under a fire. They're, they are under siege. They're yeah. under attack, trying to escort Fisk to yep. his, his quarters. And then we get... It's chaos. Like, yeah, all the FBI guys are just wiped out. They're getting wiped out. Save... Fisk's, Fisk's van gets... Uh, or his, his truck gets tipped over. Yeah. He is being encroached upon by gunmen. Doers of ne'er-do-well. And he is saved. 
by quite the marksman. Yes. Uh, who kills many people. Many. Even with the, the empty clip the yeah. gun. Doesn't even bother reloading. I'm sure there are many guns there on the ground. He's ricocheting bullets. And, yes. Yeah. So, um, and then he saves Fisk. Yes. This, this ro- not rogue, but this uh, intrepid agent. Special Agent Ben Poindexter. Yeah. Yeah. We know who this is. More to come. Oh, from so him. much more. But what an introduction. Yes. I was grinning like an idiot during this whole sequence. Yep. In fact, I'm grinning like an idiot through most of this season. Yes. Especially anything having to do with Poindexter. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, it's, it's really, it might be the best season of the show. I'm seven episodes in, and I, I think I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. And it, yeah. I mean, it could still completely go off the rails. I, based on you and many other people's reactions, I find that very unlikely. It, it's, it's great. Season two had The Punisher and Elektra. Yeah. And I thought you it know was, what's funny? When the shooting started, the first time I saw this episode, I was like, You thought it was Frank? Frank? <laughs> Frank? <laughs> I guess I didn't. I don't know why. I didn't. You know Frank wants Fisk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's too busy, you know, being all sentimental now and he's in meetings and stuff wearing his dad jeans uh anyway um yeah like this i don't care if like people who don't know who poindexter is and like have no attachment if they think this is stupid for all i know they do i don't care yeah this is like okay yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give, give me more. Give me, this is what I've wanted for, for so long. <laughs> and it just gets better. So, yeah. So, that does it for episode two. <sighs> this show. This show. Yeah. So good. It's it's just magic. I love it. Whoa, oh, oh. It's magic. It's so good. It really is. This season is... I mean, people really harped on two. Season two. Like... It, I enjoyed season two. Season just two fine. Was great. But you gave among, me Punisher, Electra, and Ninjas. I know, but among the you know, I, I read I read things and the kind of the, the going theme with a lot of people is that after the Punisher departs the season, it's it the the show takes a huge quality hit. And I disagree. Ooh, I enjoyed all God the Electra no. stuff. I yeah. thought it was all great. But I you know I, apparently other people have much different feelings about it and they, they See, season two is inferior. Me, I thought season two was great, but I'm telling you as I sit here, season three is so much better. <laughs> and yeah. that's high praise because I really liked season two. Yep. But season three so far, two episodes that we can talk about and going spoilers going forward, man, there is such gravity in this season. <laughs> yes. And we're gonna we're gonna get sucked up in it. So Yep. Moving on. All right, folks, that about does it for us this week. If you would like to contact us, uh, send the show any questions or comments to be read on the air, you can do so at the following locations. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil's Due Pod. You can go to Facebook, like our page at facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Due Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the devil's do podcast.com drew that being said any last thoughts 
Mm, how am I going to survive three more Friendsgivings and Thanksgiving? Fat pants. Just fat pants. <sighs> Nothing with a belt. Just drawstring. I mean, so you're saying I got to go sweats for visual purposes. You're not even going to use the drawstring because it's just restricting. (laughs) Let's Um, take this tear right out. You know what? Does Jen have any of her maternity pants left? Yes. Go with those. (laughs) Go with those. All right. I might have to do that. Fair enough. All righty. Folks, thank you again for joining us. We'll catch you next week. Court is adjourned.